Want to have your very own free-range egg farming business? Welcome to Green Grass Egg Farming Podcast with Daniel O'Brien, the show dedicated to giving you the latest tips, ideas and interviews to help you produce the best-tasting free-range eggs and sell your eggs for the highest price. And here's your host, Daniel O'Brien. Daniel O'Brien here. Welcome back to GreengrassEggFarming.com. Today... We are speaking with a special guest, Marnie Ellis, again, and we're talking about managing changeover of birds. Welcome today, Marnie. Thank you for having me back. It's good to have you back. So, changing over of birds, um, it's an interesting topic. So, obviously, when we first start an egg farm, we buy some hens they're not going to lay for the next decade. We're obviously going to get to a stage where they need to retire mm-hmm. and we get some new birds in. So tell us, how do we do this smoothly or what are some things to do and not to do? Okay, well, for us, we uh, we run an Isa Brown bird and so we run on a 12-month lay cycle. So we get birds in, say, I'll use a month for an example, in April. April 2015, we had birds come in at 17 weeks of age. We would then have them lay for 12 months, so they wouldn't start laying till May, and then we would allow them to lay lay eggs till the following May. What we would do, though, before they drop off in their egg production, and they wouldn't drop off completely, but they will drop off a little bit, we would actually introduce another flock of birds about a month to six weeks before that first flock is due to due to sort of drop lay. And then that way we have a consistency of egg sizes and a consistency of egg numbers. Now, it sounds like a bit of a logistical nightmare, but there is, there is a bit of method to the madness. Okay. So I suppose the question that probably comes to a lot of people's mind to go, so you've actually got two flocks at the moment. You've got your older flock that's just about to finish. Mm-hmm. And you've got your new flock that's already arrived. Yes. So talk us through the logistics of how we actually pull this off. Okay. Well, this is one of those lessons 101, don't do what we did in the first year. <laughs> we, um, just to sort of put, in, put it into perspective, when we first started, we only had small numbers of birds, but we sort of got up to around 250 or 300 birds and had all those eggs sold and then realised that pretty soon those eggs, those birds were going to drop a little in their lay rate as they come around to their first year molt. And all of a sudden it was evident that we would not have enough eggs to keep up with supply and I went into panic mode. And all of a sudden that was the first time I had realised that at any one time if I wanted to run one flock of birds, if I wanted to keep the consistency up, I actually needed a second shed in order to start the second flock before the first flock dropped off. Now there's Again, there's there's a number of reasons for that. One is the consistency of the continued supply. So, depending some people for some people, one flock may work. They're happy to let them drop off, and they only supply only supplying to customers when they have available. Realizing that birds are seasonal producers, and and that they run with that. But once people start supplying restaurants and retail outlets, outlets specifically restaurants. It's really hard when you have when they've got onto a good thing, they're getting your eggs, they love your eggs, and all of a sudden you say, actually, we're not going to have any for the next six weeks. Yeah. Trust me, they don't like that. Yeah, it doesn't go <laughs> um, down too well. It doesn't go down very well. So it's really important if, you, if people are going to have 
a supply where they're supplying outlets, retail outlets and restaurants and cafes, that they do have new birds coming in as the old birds are dropping out. And it's a, it's a simple thing to do once you get your head around it. But for a lot of people, it means ordering birds and ordering sheds a couple of, you know, for birds, I know for us, we have to order 12 months in advance. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's probably the, the hardest thing. Yeah, so so the the main way to get around it because I get asked this question often, but it, it's to have two flocks. So yep. you've always got one one of the flocks you might be changing over, but your other flock you sort of still still laying. Yes, um, yeah. And and for people who who want to run more birds, I mean, we run year round. We run twelve hundred to sixteen hundred birds here in four different flocks. So we in effect have three flocks most of the time but there's always a fourth one coming in or going out and that allows us to have 1200 birds inlay all year round yeah okay so your your calendar how you do your four flocks do you yep. do them all in one like do you change you know, obviously you don't want to change them over all in one month because that's what we're talking about because you're going to have yes. to get rid of all 1200 yep. get 1200 in yeah no. so you've got tw- four flocks how do you stagger them so you've got consistency of eggs? Yeah, so we have one flock come in every three months during the year. So just it's every three. So it's be January, then it'll be three months later, three months after that, three months after that. So they would be one flock will be coming in in January, then the oldest flock would be sold off in February, then another flock comes off in comes in in say April. Yep. Then in May, the the oldest flock is sold out. So there's always, like I say, there's 1,200 laying at any one time. But for us with the f- three flocks all year round, but a fourth shed is sort of like the what we call our changeover shed. Yes. It, birds come into it, birds birds are out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically every 12 weeks, you, you've got, you're getting rid of old birds. And yep. then short time after that, when that shed's all washed and cleaned out, You've got new birds coming in. into it. Correct. So, yep. and, and, and I think you run a very good system because once you get to sort of four flocks, for, for some people go, oh, it sounds like a lot more hard work because wouldn't it be better putting them all in one flock? But your consistency of eggs, like 75% of your total hens are laying. The other yes. 25%, they're either get, just starting or they're just finishing. Yep. So you've got that consistency all year round. And, and as you said, restaurants want that. They, they don't want to reprint a menu because you can't supply next week. That, yeah, absolutely. That That's that's correct. And the, the other thing with having big flocks, and I've seen it done and it works for some people perfectly, is they might bring in – they might run 2,000 birds year round but only run two sheds. The biggest thing I see with the big numbers of birds and you know and in big sheds is that all of a sudden you've got a thousand to get rid of. That's a lot of birds to get yeah. rid of, especially if you're selling them off to backyarders as we do. So when we're selling them off, we've only got four to four fifty at any one time, and it's manageable. Yeah, if you've got a thousand, you've got to be very close to a a local market to ensure that you can offload those birds or look for other alternatives to offload those birds. So that's the first thing. But the second thing is with big numbers of birds in two flocks, you actually run the risk of having all really big eggs or all pullet eggs and all smaller eggs. And because of the, I suppose, the the way that 
our market works where we have a really diverse range of where our eggs go. Some people like, you know, some places like the pullet eggs, some people, some places like the 600 grammers, but then I have restaurants who like the really big eggs. And then I've got my customers who buy at the gate who like the jumbo eggs. Yeah. But if, and we only get that variation because we run different flocks, different age flocks. Whereas if we ran one flock that, one or two flocks that were really big numbers of birds, or it was say we ran three vans and they all had birds in them. So you had, you know, 1,500 birds or just short of 1,500 birds. And then you just sold off those birds and bought in new ones. All of a sudden you're going to have 1,500 birds worth of pullet eggs, very small eggs coming at you. And then at the other end, you're going to have 100% of all very big eggs. So that was something that wasn't really evident to us until we'd run for probably 18 months to two years and realized that we needed that. Yeah. You know, we needed those different sizes to get by. Yeah. So there you go. You've just given away two years worth of learning. So someone can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get that tip up front. Yeah. Um, and I'd say take it, take it, don't take it lightly because it was a, it was a very big learning curve and it was a very, um, it was a very stressful time. I'll let you know yeah. that I had to go in and tell restaurants that, do you know what? These birds have just dropped off the lay. I didn't know that was going to happen. Right. Yeah. Now. I didn't know this, how quick it was going to happen. And now I don't have eggs for you for another eight to 10 weeks. And they're like, oh, really? You know, and those, they were stressful. It doesn't sound stressful, but it was, yeah. it was stressful because we just developed relationships with these guys and, you know, working relationships and, and they were great about it. But it does take a lot of educating. If you are going to run that way, where you do, where you don't have a changeover flock coming in and an old one going out, you do need to educate your customers that it's going to be a seasonal supply. So big numbers flooding the market when you're getting rid of hens. So tell me the the process. You're saying like just selling them to people that use them for their their backyard. How how do you go about that? <laughs> It's called chicken drive-through. Okay. Um, <laughs> we have developed a system whereby people I advertise generally on Facebook or through previous lists of people that have purchased from us before. We let them know that there's birds available available for pickup on specific nights, and it's always in the dark. So in summer, sometimes that time is nine thirty. In winter, it's generally seven o'clock. So no one has access to our place until those times. And they literally drive in like it's, you know, the drive-through at the chicken shop. Yeah. And um, one at a time, they drive up to the to the fence. Generally, one of the kids is ticking off names and taking money and Shane and I are collecting hens out of the shed to place in their boxes or their crates. And they are, we can offload or out, you know, load out about 200 birds every hour. Okay. And so in two nights, all the birds are generally gone. Um, whereas when we started, it used to be that someone would ring and they'd want two, so I'd meet them at the farm, you know, for, at two o'clock the following day and I'd chase them around, you know, to try and catch two of them in the middle of the day. That was quite stressful on the bird. It was extremely stressful on me and I'm sure I look like an idiot as well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they just did it for the entertainment. It was like, I mean, oh, hey, kids, come and watch this. <laughs> this will be fun. Let's buy two chickens from this lady. Yeah. And, you know, I'd watch her chase them around in a flock of 400 in a couple of hectares. Yeah, we've um, got our money worth, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's cheap entertainment. But whereas now people, again, it's an education thing. People were like, what? It'll be dark. I've got to put the kids to bed. I said, well, that's okay. Have you got someone else that can come out and do it, you know, pick them up for you? Because one, well, there's actually a number of things. It's heaps less stressful on the chickens if they can be 
picked up straight off their perches because the thing is in the dark for people who don't realise that once the chooks have perched, they don't really move. They don't, they're really quiet. We walk into the sheds and there'll be sheds of four to 450 and we walk straight to the perches and collect them like we're just taking something off the supermarket shelf. It's, it's a really simple process, less stressful on them, less stress, stressful on Shane and myself and the boys. But also when they go back to their new enclosures at their new homes or their new backyard homes, they can be put on the perch in their new place and wake up in the morning or, you know, hop off the perch in the morning to lay their egg in a new home and they haven't been stressed and they haven't been chased by the cat during the day and all that sort of stuff. And I think that makes it a real big difference to the chooks, but it definitely makes a difference to me. Yep. Yeah, no, I really, I think you've got an amazing system for getting rid of, rid of hens. And I know we've talked about it in the past. So you, you, you tell people all the one time, it's after dark. Obviously, you tell them they've got to bring their own cage or box. Is that right? Um, like to put the, the, the hens in? That's right. Yep. Yep. And obviously, yep. Um, yep. The, the right money because you're not going to take sort of a credit card machine sort of it. Um, yes, I not- don't have an ATM in the paddock. I have made, <laughs> I have had to make that known. <laughs> yes, and and I think if you give them clear instructions, it makes it easy for everyone. So I, I do like that to say, find out when it's dark and a bit after dark, all turn up at this time. How many hens you want? Have a box. Have a cage. Have the right money. So, and yep. do you get a, yep, a, a list before they can't come to say Frank yes. wants five, this person wants so many? Yep, absolutely. So it's all by pre-order only. Nobody can just rock up on the night. And generally, if somebody did rock up, they'd they'd miss out because everything is generally, as a rule, sold prior to you know prior to those two days. Yep. But yeah, we do. People either text or call me and a, a list is started and then it's compiled and of who wants what and who's picking up for who and all that sort of thing. And so as then when we load out, it's pretty easy for the kids. We mainly develop that system so as both our boys could be involved and it's easy enough then for one of them to sit there, tick off a name, take some money. You know, that's a good way for them to learn their times tables we've worked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the beauty of it too, and it's one really one we've only thought about the last couple of months is Realistically, we could be unloading birds today, for argument's sake, we're not, but we could be unloading birds today and tomorrow. I could clean out the shed on Saturday and we could put new birds in there on Sunday or Monday. So our turnaround for then for having, you know, for making any of our sheds, whatever shed it may be, is, is making it work for us. It doesn't have to be empty and sit empty for 10 and 12 weeks. We can actually empty it and replenish it again within three or four days. It really only needs two days to empty, one day to clean, one day to dry in the sun or sit out in the sun and then they could, birds could arrive the following day. Yeah, and at the end of the year, that that means a lot when you look at cash flow rather than having to get rid of them three weeks beforehand and they're not – because they're still laying when you're getting rid of them. Yeah, and yes, they are. And not having any of those eggs. So, yeah. Yeah, and and that's a thing too. To, um, and I probably didn't, you know, haven't made that clear. Is these birds are all still laying? So, in the first year, we might get anywhere up to a ninety-two, ninety-three percent lay rate across the board of one age group of birds. And in the second year, that that lay rate across the board can drop as low as seventy to seventy-five percent. Yeah. Now, in a backyard, if you look at it, if someone has ten back uh, ten hens in their backyard and they're getting seven eggs a day. They'll be ecstatic if they're yeah. getting five eggs a day, fifty percent. They'll they'll be stoked. Yeah. But in a commercial sense, I can't have a thousand birds 
and only 500 of them laying, I'd be really questioning the return on my investment and uh, cash flow and all those sorts of things. Whereas if we can keep it closer to, you know, 1,000 birds and 900 birds laying daily, we're going to be more on the mark. And that's what I think people don't, and people I've definitely spoken to in the past, things they haven't considered. And I know we definitely didn't didn't consider any of that stuff when we started. I just thought, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll sell them off and... You know, and as you know, I then kept coming back going, I need another shed. Yep. Oh, I need another shed. <laughs> um, because it became evident that I, I couldn't just cut my customers off and yeah. say, oh, well, I'll come back to you in, you know, 12 weeks' time. Yeah. So when you say you, you sell these hens, like really, the hens don't owe you any money. Like they've paid no. for themselves throughout the year. Absolutely. So what sort of, like if someone's selling hens, what are they looking at getting for them? Because they don't, they don't need to get a particular figure to pay for themselves, really. No, They're doing no. a service to take them away for you. Yep, absolutely. Now, here locally, anywhere, depending on the age of the birds, sometimes we've got birds going out a little bit older or a little bit younger than that sort of 18-month mark or that we've had them, you know, maybe a little bit less than 12 months or a little bit more. It just depends on when I've got birds coming in. Yep. But any here, and I know with the other farms around here, anywhere from $5 to $8 a bird, they're, they're getting. And people are, people are happy to pay that. One, because they're birds that are, well, from, from us anyway, are fully beaked. They've been fully vaccinated. They've had fantastic lives. Yes, they might be missing a few tail feathers, which is normal because they're about to go into a molt or maybe coming out the other side of a molt. Yeah. And one, again, it's an education thing. You educate people on those things. And most, I would say, look, I would say 30 to 40% of the people that come back to buy our spent hens are people who have purchased them, you know, in the years previous. And it, they just look at it that they, they're they happy to pay, you know, anywhere from 5 to $8, again, depending on their age, to then have those birds and give them, you know, another 12 to 18 months of a great life in their backyard. And then they come when they've finished for them and they're no longer required or they might have gone to hen heaven, they then come back and um, and replenish their home stocks from our stocks here. Yeah. So tell me, and I'm sure someone's thinking about this now, they go, well, hang on, you've got an egg farm and you're selling eggs to the market. If you sell all these hens off, wouldn't you sort of be shooting yourself in the foot? I um, was sort of hoping that might make a difference and we can, you know, not have to be chasing our tail all the time for eggs. But it honestly, it does not make and has not made one ounce of difference. Yeah. And just doing the quick maths here right now, probably since we started, we've offloaded around about 7,000 birds into probably more, probably 7,500 birds into our immediate local area. And to date, I haven't noticed one change yeah. at all. And you've still got people on a waiting list to get your eggs. Yes, and to get birds. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Hard, yeah, hard to believe, but true. Like, yeah, it that, is. That's just, yeah, just, just how it is. And, and the other thing on that that people need to understand, the people that are buying your eggs every single um, like week at a retail shop or they're coming to the farmer's market, they're probably different people that are buying hens off you sort of every um, every 12 weeks or once a yep. year or something. And maybe It's another market. Yeah, it's a complete uh, separate market. It's another market. So one thing yeah. that, that you said, you can advertise them on Facebook, but also you have a list of old customers, so anyone yes. you've sold hens to. So, and I think that there is a very good point. If you've spent, if you've already sold 
two or three flocks to people and you've got a list, it's quite easy to, in your case, do you email them? Uh, mostly through text, through, through the text, text service, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so, a lot of the, yeah, I think there's only two customers of uh, on the list that don't have a mobile phone that I actually call directly every, each time I have them coming up, but everyone else receives a text message. Okay, yep. So that, that's just great. And if they don't want hens, they're certainly going to tell their friends to go, oh, the, yeah. uh, Marnie's got some hens available. Are you after some? And yep. word gets around. So, yep. Yeah, somebody once told me that the, there was, the list was extreme, any list, but a list of you know your customers was extremely important. And at the time, I was probably thinking more the list of our egg customers, you know, our, the, our, who we supply our eggs to. But it's, it's really a the list of anybody that I have contact with regarding any aspect of our business, whether it be, you know, for workshops, for spent hens, for egg customers, for open days, all those lists are different and all those lists are just as important. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's excellent. Righto. So we'll just do a bit of a recap. So sure. when, you're, when you're managing changeover of birds, if you have one flock, you can do it, but there will be a time that they're completely going to go off the lay because you need to get yep. rid of that flock, get a new flock in that hasn't started laying yet and then sort of start again. So if you're going to do that, you're going to need to communicate that with your customers yes. and restaurants may not be a good market for you because they're going Absolutely, to want yeah. consistent if, And if that's the way people would like to go and they want to do it, I would suggest looking at a direct market because at least you can then, you have the ability to stop start because yeah. they can be flexible and your market you know, your direct customers can buy eggs elsewhere, as can your restaurants, but it's more about their, like you said earlier, about their, the change on their menus and those sorts of things. Yeah. So you keep your hens for 12 months of lay. So when they arrive at 16, 17 weeks, when they start laying 12 months after that, that's when you want to look at getting rid of them. Yes. We talked about as as a hen gets older, it'll lay bigger eggs. So it first starts to lay the eggs are pullet eggs smaller and then gradually over time. So mm-hmm. if we've got more than one flock, we can just have a consistency with size of eggs and yep. that and consistencies are very good. Mm-hmm. The other thing uh, you, you covered, if you've got just big numbers of say a thousand birds at a time, you can effectively flood the market when you're getting rid of old hens because yep. you've got to get rid of a thousand hens and you're probably not going to do that in two nights where in your case you're getting rid of 400 hens over mm-hmm. two e- evenings yes yep. so small smaller flocks of maybe 400 450 if you have four of them you're going to have consistency of eggs consistency of like getting rid of those hens and also keep a list of the customers because they're likely to come back and Buy, buy more and mm-hmm. when they do come and buy make sure it's at night so you're not running around chasing chickens looking yes. a bit crazy <laughs> out in the paddock bit of, a bit of light entertainment <laughs> yeah okay is there anything else that we need to cover no that's that's all i can that's about it that's all yeah that's all i've come up with to date right oh well i hope this has been valuable for everyone managing changeover of birds with marnie ellis from gippsland free range well thank you for your time yet again and um yeah i'm sure everyone would have got a lot of value from this oh uh, no thank you daniel that's been great thanks thanks for joining us on green grass egg farming podcast For transcripts and other free resources, please go to greengrasseggfarming.com.